Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello and welcome to episode three of the WP Builds podcast, uh, recorded on the 2nd of December 2016. This week's topic is clients from heaven. And as always, I'm joined by David Wormsley. Hi, David. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, how, how has your week been? Well, I've been a bit poorly, actually. So I'm I'm now full of the joys of spring now because I've just come out of my illness and I remembered what life is all about again. And I'm so happy. Hooray. Yeah. And just before we recorded this podcast, David uh, took a walk on the beach, which is a nice thing to do. Yeah, I, know. I wish I could take a walk on the beach just before we record this <laughs> podcast, but I would die of cold. <laughs> um, yeah. So as always, we'll kick off with a bit of news, if that's all right with you. Yeah. Um, anything you want to sort of mention that's happened in the last week? Well, you've got all the news, haven't you? I've done nothing. Well, so. I can I can announce this week that, uh, yeah, a few things. Number one, there's a problem with the Firefox browser. I don't really uh, know because I haven't followed the story particularly closely. But the Firefox browser, according to the WordFence blog, at least, is not to be trusted for the moment. Uh, it has a zero-day vulnerability, which um, enables attackers, I think, to basically take control of your Windows system. I'm not sure if Mac users are affected. Possibly they are. Mm. But um, the, the advice coming from WordFence is to stay off uh, Firefox for the for the next little while until they go through their regular update cycle. Do you use Firefox? Well, I do, obviously for testing. But um, yeah, I, I did have a look on their own site, and they they see they fixed it. And there was an issue as well with Macs, but I can't remember what the criteria was for okay. you to have. I think it was latent on Macs. I think the the problem would still be there, but you, it wouldn't activate if you like as a Mac user. But I'm conf- yeah. I'm confused with it really. I think um I think the days of Max being you know um, immune to all kinds of viruses and things are probably a little way behind us now. The idea that Windows is orders of magnitude less secure <laughs> probably <laughs> not true anymore. Okay, um, other news we've got. Uh, we probably should have mentioned this last week when we were talking about WordPress four point seven. But apparently, the um, the media manager is going to be able to uh, in WordPress. This is is going to be able to display thumbnail images of PDF documents that you upload. It's a it's a small thing, mm-hmm. but I suppose for those people that are uploading a lot of PDFs, it's quite nice to be able to look at what it actually looks like and not just guess it from the title. Yeah. Um, another thing is that uh, a hosting company called Flywheel, who are a very um, popular US-based hosting company, have acquired a, a tool called Pressmatic. Now, at the moment, it's a, an Apple-only um, piece of software, um, mm-hmm. Mac-only, I should say, um, mm-hmm. and it sits on your local computer and it enables you to create desktop installations of WordPress. I think it does it through uh, virtualization, virtual virtual box and that kind of thing. But with a click, you can spin up um, an instance of WordPress um, and fiddle with it and install plugins, but it's on your local site. But it's been acquired by Flywheel, who are going to come out with a pro version. They're going to grandfather people like me into the pro version, which is nice, but also have a sort of basic version. And and instead of the price tag of £99, $99, which is what I paid, they're going to charge zero dollars for the basic version so that's quite good wow do you know if um would you be able to get pressmatic on its own still or is it 
just something with flywheel hoisting. Yeah, you'll be able to. They're giving it away for free. You can have it um, for free. It's coming out on Windows. That's their number one priority, apparently, is to get it going on a Windows box. Um, and you'll be able to download it for free um, still. And But they are making connections with their hosting services. So I think the intention is that at some point, rather than have to create the site on your desktop and then upload it via um, FTP or something like that, you will be able to press a button in the software and then it will just suck all of the database and the uh, files straight over to Flywheel Hosting, which if you're on their platform already or thinking about switching over to their platform is a pretty cool thing to have, in all honesty, Hmm. because you'll be able to spin up instances as many as you want on your machine and then just press a button. So that's great. I quite like the idea of that. A bit of a rival to desktop server, which is a bit of software I know hundreds and hundreds of people have got but I've yeah. never used. Oh, I do. Oh, yeah. Okay, so if you've uh, if you've used Desktop Server, I think essentially it behaves a lot like Desktop Server, except there is one clever little trick that I think Pressmatic has that Desktop Server doesn't have. With a, with a click of a button, you can put your local installation online. I don't quite know how it does it, but it creates a kind of disposable URL with, you know, I can't remember what it says at the beginning, but then there's forward slash and then a load of junk. Uh, so mm. you could give that to clients, for example, mm. and they could look at your site even though it's on your uh, your desktop. It's very clever, very nifty. Um, and the final bit of news is um, WordCamp USA starts today in Philadelphia. Uh, as I said last week, I've never been to one of those things. But if you're into that kind of thing and you're there today, well, obviously, I hope you have a lovely time with Matt Mullenweg and all of the crowd. Mm. It's the big one, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it is. I mean, I looked at the list of contributors and it's huge. It's just a, a like a cornucopia of famous WordPress people. Um, and I'd love to go to something like that. I really would, but I, I just haven't managed it yet. But mm. one day in the future. Mm. So there we go. The news is done. Yes. So should we move into the, the main area of the topic? Do you want to introduce it? David? Yeah. So we've got a little bit of a format for this, haven't we? Because we're from the yes. UK and there was a very popular series called Crime Watch uh, that used to have reenactments of actual crimes. And it would appeal to the general public or the TV watching public to identify people or, or to giving more information so we decided to do this with the subject today which is <laughs> our types of clients so we've we've sort of gone through 13 different types of clients and lucky for us 13 um uh, that we, <laughs> we, might, we might come across and uh we probably miss them out so if you could think of any other types of clients but these are the clients from hell we're going to talk about first before we move on to the clients from heaven so we just we Put down a few notes here. We're just going to talk about each one in turn. So the first one, uh, I don't know if anyone's has had this before. Have you, Nathan? The how uh, this won't take you long client, the one who comes, I've got a job for you, it won't take you long. I think it's fair to say that at least 50% of the people that I have as clients have said something along those lines, if not at the point where the site is being built, at the point where they're trying to renegotiate the the contract. You know, oh, it won't take you long if you do this. It won't take you long <laughs> if you do that. And and it's always, it always is amazing to me how much how much you can squeeze into that sentence. You know, this <laughs> thing won't take you long. Really? Really? That's a huge thing. No, so I've definitely come against those i shan't be naming any names during this whole process but i've definitely had quite a few clients that have told me it won't take you long and um 
And what about you? Have you? Uh, a little bit. Do you know, I can't remember. I think the only time I re- when it really stood out, I don't think I worked with them and they've gone from my memory. But how do you deal with something like that? Uh, generally speaking, I just say no. <laughs> I can't do it. Like I said last week, if it's not in the contract, I'm just going to say no, we'll wait. I mean, also, my kind of process is that I don't really speak to clients on the phone very much. I've got a support system, a support desk. So if they say, oh, can you do this? It won't take you long. Mm-hmm. Um then I'll just say, well, it'll go into the queue of things. And, you know, when I'm when I'm ready to get to it, I will do it. Um, obviously, if it's my site is down and it's dead, then that's different because I'll fix that almost immediately, I would imagine. Yeah. But um, if it's just, a, oh, can you upload this or can you make this text a bit bigger or I'd like that picture swapping out, then no. No, it, it, I'll, I'll do it when I'm ready, thank you. Uh, and you'll just have to wait. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Excellent. Shall we move on to the second one? Number two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is a, I have a great idea to rival Facebook and I can let you in on the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> is this is the idea of this, um, you know, I've got some great idea which is going to make everybody rich. Yeah. So would you please do it for nothing? <laughs> exactly that have you yeah, have, you, have I, you had it i personally haven't i've never had somebody c- contact me however i i do have a friend who has had more or less verbatim that sentence said to him by somebody you know the word facebook was mentioned oh i just want you to knock up a quick facebook and then astoundingly an, an amount of money came out of their mouths apparently and it was <laughs> close to Close to five hundred pounds, shall we say, which is about six six hundred dollars, something like that. And I mean, what can you do? You, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Build Facebook for a, you know a few hundred dollars. Yeah, it's not going to happen. But it just it really does demonstrate how far the internet has come. We we as as users of the internet, most people I think just see it now as an instinctive thing. You know, you pick your smartphone up phone up in the morning, and all of these whiz bang fantastically complicated things happen and it's just part of normal life so why would it be difficult mm. you know by the time i've brushed my teeth i've interacted with four facebook posts oh it can't be hard <laughs> it can't be hard to build that stuff and you have you been asked to build facebook <laughs> no i i did have somebody who talked to me and again i forget these people uh it, but it's, maybe this one's died out a little bit because i think that time where uh, we look at the internet as something quite new where, you know, fortunes are going to be made, have probably gone a little bit. But I think the person mm-hmm. who was talking to me had this wonderful idea that they were going to create online a site which was going to be a virtual street and you could have all these different uh, businesses that would be on your virtual street. That was their their main idea. And I just couldn't get it. <laughs> I was just thinking, but that is the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Could you create the internet for me for under $500? I had a chap once who phoned me up, and, and he described something to me, and I've never quite got it. He wanted something a bit like Minecraft, in that you would walk down a corridor uh-huh. um, and to left and right would be doors. Yes. And when you opened the door, there would be a song. <laughs> and a, a song a song would play. Um, and the idea was that in some way this, <clears throat> excuse me, this interactive nature of song playing would be, you know, really fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> 
jump on board and wish to play songs through the medium of Minecraft. I mean, it's very novel, but I kind of ended up saying, is this something you would use? And yeah, they would. And well, I think you're quite unique, aren't you? So that never was anywhere, but what, what a lovely idea. I know. Oh. Well, that's, I think that was the same idea. I think it was, I think we're going back to the days when Flash was around, you know, and you could take yes. a sort of virtual journey. So it was like, a, it was like a, a gaming experience they had in their mind, I think, when they would go through shop doors and, and, and then yes. they would land. Uh, wonderful. Actually, I think I saw something similar like that. Um, actually online at some point you know oh well, maybe he found somebody else to build it for <laughs> yeah. good luck the uh i think his budget wasn't unrealistic i just thought i'm not getting involved with this it's going to be a real headache any anybody who has wildly mad fantasies about what the internet requires probably has wildly mad fantasies about what about what what the uh, the web developer should be doing for them that was my take on it anyway yeah right should we move on to number three Sure, which is, I've called uh, my aunt is a professional painter, and she said there should be more cats on the homepage. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a family member or some trusted associate who's glanced over the finished site and by, um, by dint of the fact that they have painted things in the past or maybe drawn something in primary school, they are qualified to sort of dis- decide what should be on the site. And cats, what a great example. <laughs> More cats. Yeah, I confess this one's never happened to me. I've never had anybody phone up and said my my family members have said that, that we need more of this. But, oh, boy, what, yeah. how would you even how would you repel that conversation? I don't know. No, I, I don't know. I think I've had some kind of version of this, and I think it's maybe to do with the bits of you know, these are early days doing odd jobs for sort of friends of friends who pass out. And I, I don't even know if they, I think they just have an idea of something they want and they just feel like to justify their argument they they pull in yes. somebody with their profession, whether they, whether it's true or not. But uh, yeah, it's usually when they want something quite radical to change. <laughs> Have you ever seen a site called Ling's Cars? Oh, I love it. L i n g s c a r s dot com. Now, if you've never seen this site, ladies and gentlemen, you must visit it immediately <laughs> because this is what can happen when when you let people. <laughs> I'm just looking at it now. Oh, oh, it's like it is so good because it's so bad. I know. Oh, well, can you imagine? This is what's happened, isn't it? Somebody has been let loose. Some unqualified person's been let loose <laughs> and been able to sort of say, yeah, do this, do this. Wouldn't it be great if? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Go and look at Lynn's cars and, and then decide, do not allow your aunt, who is a professional painter, to decide what should go on the on the website. And cats feature, well, cats and poultry, and frankly, any form of animal life feature quite heavily on that site, which is just brilliant. Go and look and have a look. Yeah, well, I think, did you see uh, on the Dragon's Den, I think this is a global phenomenon, isn't it? The Dragon's Den, I think they have them all over the world, okay. but we do in the UK. No, was she oh, on? What, yeah. pitching it? Oh. No, she was, okay. yeah, uh, pitching a service. She was wanting investment. Well, she was just, she, she's very, very smart because she knows how awful that site is and how much attention yes. it gets for it. And yes. she did a, a crazy pitch. And of course, you know, no one's going to forget her. And they loved yes. her. Um, yes. You know, so she got loads of marketing out of it. So in a way, she's so bad that she's good, you know. <laughs> it's a study in being different, isn't it? You know, just standing out mm. from the, the typical website. It is it is brilliant. But but 
nobody else could do that. <laughs> you, know, you, you, could, you could never pitch that to a client as a thing, right, we're going to design something which is so bad, it'll make you heaps of money because <laughs> I think that they just run away from you. But, yeah, more cats. I know. Okay, number four. Uh-huh. The disappearing and reappearing client. Yes. <laughs> wow. Have you had this? Of course. Well, we get um, the clients that do pop up and they talk to us for a long time about the plans that they have. Mm. And we think that we're just going to get there and they, they'll may even make an appointment to see my colleague. And uh, and then that's it. It gets cancelled and they disappear. And then they reappear maybe a year later with the same enthusiasm. Uh, and they actually <laughs> do turn out to be jobs in the end. Not all of them, but uh, this happens quite frequently. Yeah, I suppose it speaks to the, the just the general sense of busyness that we all have. I mean, I've mm. kind of learnt that this is part of the process, isn't it? It's I'm I'm yet to have a client who has stepped through every hoop at the moment where I've asked it to happen. You know, they go away and they take way longer to to do the stuff that you've asked them to do. They're collating the images or the copy or whatever and sending it back. Um, so this is quite typical for me, but I've never had one that's literally disappeared in that they won't reply to my emails or anything. They just apologize. But I can imagine that's quite common. People request a lot and then just clear off for a bit and you never hear from them again. The, the problem, of course, is if they come back angry, you know, mm. they've, they've disappeared and they're demanding, why isn't the website ready? Well, actually, this is you. you. You needed to supply some things to me and we haven't had them. So we've just stopped for a bit. When you supply them, we'll carry on. And and I've had I've had that sort of thing where clients have had an expectation that I would be getting on in the background, uh, even though they haven't given me what I need. But I've never had anybody to sort of disappear for a year or anything. <laughs> we get this. Mind you, it might be something to do with my friend there because she she does have one client. She does some IT work uh, for them, helps them out. Some of the elderly in her kind of neighbourhood, and uh, she's got one with senile dementia. So this one goes uh. backwards <laughs> and forwards all the time. So she comes yeah. in and fixes the problem, and then we'll get a phone oh, call because he's remembered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the amnesiac clients. Oh, yeah, that you know. In that situation, you've got you you've got to be more sympathetic, haven't you? I suppose. But yeah, yeah. Um, if it's just them being a little bit, <clears throat> I don't know, just yeah. being a bit too busy, it's hard to manage, isn't it? Yeah. Right, number five. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, I've called this one the ones that like to explore all the possibilities. Yes. <laughs> so this is people who who what. Well, <laughs> these are what this is the problem that I've been having recently is that I'm never endingly quoting for jobs because, you know, it starts with an email on something where they might be quite clear about what they want. And then they go, well, is this possible to do this? And is this possible to do this? And it goes on for quite some time. And we never quite get to the end of our briefs to be able to quote them with it. So do you have a do you have a, a method to deal with something like that? Well, essentially, I don't really alter the the quote too much or the proposal too much because i i have to say i spend a very long time writing it i might spend for a typical website i might allocate even a whole day if i think there's a real strong chance so i tend to write everything down i mean they come back and they want little amendments but hopefully if i've done my job well and i've i've i would never send out a proposal unless I'd actually sat down with the client and really spent a long time talking about what they need. So that doesn't really happen to me um, all that much. And also, it's probably just coincidence. Whenever I've had clients and I'm trying to explore what they need, 
so far, just about everybody has been um, lacking in knowledge about what's possible in the internet. So rather than saying, oh, can we do this and can we do that? They're, they're actually saying, what can we do? Um, what's possible and so I fill in the gaps and with what I know so that that one doesn't really happen to me but I can imagine boy I mean there are some strong-willed people out there aren't there and probably lots of people who think they know what's possible it's a bit like the Facebook one isn't it yes Um, and I build Facebook so yeah no that's not really happened to me but I can imagine how much of a nightmare it would be yes yes we, that's that's one that we got the most i mean largely it's just moving us to the fact that this is going on for some time to really kind of firm up what they want and it's probably yeah. the time to pay for some consultancy where we can spend some time on it and really discuss that do you do you end up with your first meetings with clients to discuss what they're doing is that a, a face-to-face meeting you have where you go through all the no no. Yeah, so my my process is I have a I have a long five page web form. So if somebody comes to me and says, "Can we build a website?" I send them to this form, mm. um, and because it takes so long to fill out, mm. I think I filter quite a lot of people out at that point. People who aren't mm-hmm. serious. Yeah, and so if they've bothered to spend the time filling out that form, I think they're quite well qualified. Mm. Um, so that 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 gives me a whole load of information so when i go into the meeting i can kind of echo back to them okay so you need this 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 and this uh anything else and um and then it, the the conversation usually goes fairly smoothly so that's no not a big deal for me that one okay yeah number six follows on from that one don't you think uh which is the i've put down the ones who have ideas through the process um they oh. want yeah <laughs> scope creep is that what you, this one might be called scope creep. i guess so yeah, yeah. My my process, as we discussed, Dave and I had a discussion about this exact thing yesterday, and um, my process is f- pretty rigid um, in that I, bef- when I give them the proposal, there's the stuff that I'm going to do, and we don't deviate from that. Otherwise, we rewrite a contract. But there's you were mentioning yesterday about this agile methodology. Mm. Do you mm. want to talk about that? Because that's entirely the opposite of mine, isn't it? It is, and it's. It's one I think about. So agile, well, it's a lot of different things for different people. And you mentioned there that you often associate it with team working. But and gov.uk uh, was the site where they took this risk. I mean, the government's not these type of people who would normally go at a project with no end quote. But in this case, yeah. they did. You know, they saw it as a application that they were building rather than a static website. So mm. to deal with that you know, something that's got a lot of processes or a lot of um, functionality in it, they would need to reiterate the process. So that's the, the way they went around it. And I've been thinking a lot about that. When somebody comes, particularly a few jobs that have come in recently where I don't know about it, they want a, a learning management system, perhaps the agile way of working on this rather than giving a quote is a better way because I would have to quote high in order yeah. to cover all the things that I don't know about. Uh, a learning management system and they don't know either so these ideas are, are naturally going to develop as you build the thing and so doing it through iterations and changing that seems to be quite a sensible way to go about those kind of things yeah so in my process mm. um the idea of you know th- this being a client from hell if you like it that that does fit because if they want to change during my process that causes me problems mm. but if if you were to have this sort of more agile um pricing if you like mm. methodology mm. that it wouldn't matter would it my my problem i suppose is that i've yet to meet the client that would be prepared to jump on board because it feels to me like the kind of thing that the big companies 
would be able to swallow because they recognize that this thing could get, you know, it could get technical and halfway through, we might have to pivot completely. Mm. Um, so I, I've, I've not used that really. Um, no. So, no. No, there's a good conversation oh. in this one because I, you know, I can see even on the small scale, I'm talking small scale where you can say, you know, well, this will get you your site up and this system that's already off the shelf up at this point so that would get you up and running and you just build up upon those things so you could set yeah. some some prices along the way but all the other stuff save it for a final quote because i'm sure you'll want some more stuff on that and that'll take some time so yeah kind of midway between full agile i guess than uh, and setting a quote so it's just something to think about i, I can totally see that I, I do quite a bit of seo work for various people and, and all of that is on the basis that look we're just going to see what happens you know maybe maybe it'll be an hour a month maybe it'll be six hours a month i I don't know yet let's let's just let me explore and figure it out so yeah and maybe i do do a little bit of that but not much Mm. okay number seven is the one who you trust oh dear (laughs) tell us about that no well it's it's the ones that um see you as the expert and everything's going fine and at the end of the process, uh, an army of people come in to discuss, and you're in a, a meeting discussing how you're going to change something. Sorry, so I... this is, yeah, I, I think I get this one. So this is people who you you have every faith will just make the project easy. They are doing everything in the right way. Everything's on time. Everything's on budget. You're having a great relationship. What? And then they just sock you right at the end there's something <laughs> unexpected yes that's right the ones who really trust us as a designers and say you're the expert you get on with it and everything but at the very end then it's subject to a bunch of people who want to see the final work oh uh, dear and i've been there oh dear what did you do <laughs> nothing i just had to uh bite my lip <laughs> did you go away and change whatever the committee decided i mean it's yes it's it's my fault you know it's just that i i took part in a meeting you know where everybody had their ideas but they were all brought in so it's the big mistake of not having all the stakeholders there at the beginning yeah. of the project yeah. and not realizing yeah. who they are and then they appear at the very last moment and want to change things so um, i suppose there's something to be said for signing off the design isn't there if it was design elements that were needed yeah. that you know getting the getting the in my case i do a wireframe first mm. um possibly a site map um sorry site map first then a wireframe and then from the wireframe we'll get that signed off then we'll move on to the the sort of um the theme if you like how it'll look the design and get that signed off before i actually build it so that that hopefully removes a few of those obstacles but it's never perfect but i've I've not had that one no there you go okay should we move on number eight the ones who want to do something never done before but don't use the internet very much (laughs) (laughs) i'm probably stretching out an old one with this one but yeah recently um yeah, d- folks who've done something new with design, you know, they've got a real idea come to mind about. So I'll tell you one. Uh, it's, <laughs> I'm sure they won't mind, even if they they're not likely to listen to this. But yeah, their idea was oh. that they they wanted their entire website to reflect the personality. So they did uh, uh, a very professional service. They had where you'd have to have higher degrees. So we're not talking about silly people here but they really didn't they didn't like the profession it was quite boring and they had personalities that they wanted to interject into 
their business. So uh, there was lots of different ideas, but one that took me absolutely ages to sort out because they were coming for a redesign because they were told that they <laughs> needed to go mobile responsive, but they couldn't get rid of this idea that it got into their head that they would want all of the site to be framed in a iPad type image. So, so you'd be viewing the site as if you were viewing through an iPad. <laughs> right. And I couldn't, it took two weeks really for them to get that. How is that fixed width and fixed height thing going to respond <laughs> mobile responsively? It took absolutely ages. So did we, you do it in the end? Is no, that something you, or did you persuade them this was silly? Yeah, they, they came up with another idea, which was another quite difficult one. The old ideas, but you, you see, they had the great ideas. You know, there was a, a phrase, uh, before and we did the site like that, so it's like a desk, a tabletop thing with all of their goods and stuff that means something to them all scattered yeah. around it. So yeah. we managed to do that responsively. But even so, things like that where you want to put set things on it only really work before the days of mobile responsive websites, right. and, and and that trend has gone and come. But yeah, they, they to them this was new, and they come up with something radical and really couldn't let go of it. Uh, just bizarre isn't it no i've I've not had that one um but I, i've definitely had um people like i say the man who wanted this this the singing doors um <laughs> i've had a few but no that's not one that strikes so much with me number nine then <laughs> oh yeah oh this is i love this one the the client who wants it to zing or flash or just pop <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about an oatmeal if anybody doesn't subscribe or regularly check out the oatmeal.com um it's a, a man and his name temporarily has gone out of my head mm. but he draws um comics um largely they're to do with the internet um and they're really funny they're they're quite they're quite raw and they're quite um shouty if you know what i mean mm. but they are funny as um and he's got a a comic about a, a client who just wants the site to pop <laughs> and i genuinely this this is true. I had a, scien a, cl a client who, when I'd finished the site, said that they didn't believe the site was zingy enough. <laughs> and so uh, I sat for a moment and thought, OK, OK, um, zingy enough. And I said to them, what do you mean zingy enough? And hand on heart, they said to me, you know, it doesn't zing. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and we got over that hump, but uh, this was obviously part of their you know their dialect and their vocabulary. Zing meant something to them, and it was all about color and things standing out and whatnot. But nevertheless, it was priceless to me. Zingy enough, I got I got you know I've retold that story quite a lot of times. I love it. Anything like that for you? Yeah, I think this is a common one. It's just you know yeah. people. I, most of the time, I think businesses come, particularly on my level, you know, they, they enjoy that time out looking at something visual and what it's going to say about them. And it does become a little bit too much about the, the client rather than and their personalities than it does about their user uh, audience. You know, they, what am I trying to say here? Uh, their, their clients that they're serving with their website. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and uh, you know, that seems to be the thing. They just wanted to do more. They just wanted to really stand out above the crowd. I think that's when people are saying zing, flash and pop. I think they yeah, just Yeah, they, they want something different, don't they? And, and that in a, in, a, in a world of many millions of web pages, well, trillions possibly of web pages, that's, uh, that's hard. 
that's yeah. really hard and you know uh, very difficult to achieve so uh, but i do like that one the client who uses inappropriately weird vocabulary to describe the deficiencies of the site that you've just built for them that's brilliant <laughs> yeah number 10 should we yeah. move on or have you got more to say on nine or we could go on for ages but we'll have to move on i bet we're running quite yeah uh, we're, we're okay we're on sort of like 30-ish minutes we'll, we'll we'll get should we go a bit quicker let's do that okay um Number 10, the one, the, the client who don't want people to know who they are. Now, th this, this doesn't really mean a great deal to me, but um, perhaps, perhaps to you it does. Mm. Well, actually, we had a, a story related to us, didn't we, by someone we'll call Liz at the moment, who told us a little yes. bit of a story about how she was working for an architect and they gave her the logo and photos of their projects and all of the stuff. And they came up with loads of cool designs and it went backwards and forwards because it just didn't like what it was. Um, and maybe this doesn't fall into this, but it was another one where he didn't, even though he gave him the logo and all that stuff. What he didn't tell them is that this was just something he wanted for recruiting people uh, for yes. sites. And he didn't want this site to be anything about their business or, or he actually didn't want details of their business on it. So they were at complete odds with it, you know, so wasted quite a bit of time. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the idea that you wouldn't want people to discover you on the Internet. I'm sure there must have been people in the past who've, you know, got into all sorts of trouble because, They've put a site live and, oh, no, it was never met. It was supposed to be an intranet. No, 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 you, yeah. you misunderstood. But, uh, yeah, how bizarre, though. But also in, in Liz, Liz, Liz's case, yeah. um, she it, it, the annoyance that she got all the assets and everything from the client mm. who then told her that it was the wrong logo and it was, well, actually, mm -hmm. this is the one you gave me. Um, so it it's, it comes back to the amnesiac client again, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I did have it as well with somebody who they were doing a project. There was a piece of software that they created and they didn't really want it to be associated with until they knew how it went with their main business. And uh, they were trying to create a landing page for this one. And, you know, this was really tricky because they kind of understood the idea of this landing page that they needed to uh, have social proof and to to have trust indicators there but it was really difficult because they just didn't want anything that gave away who they were <laughs> well actually now that you've just said that i've just remembered something i did do i built a magento shop for somebody um and we got that live and then about a year later this client came back and said i want another identical magento shop and magento you can do multi-site mm. um equivalent of but this one mustn't in any way shape or form be linked to the other one and it turned out that the the, the real the reason for that is she wanted to not fall foul of amazon's pricing structure essentially if you price lower than you've listed it on amazon mm. um you break their rules that's that's now gone uh, it that rule disappeared about six weeks after we launched the second site oh, but no. she didn't want to be discovered she had it she set up a completely new business different address the name um of the business was associated with her some relative of hers all the telephone numbers were different so she didn't want to be discovered but just so that she didn't get told off by amazon who was her mm. steady source of income uh, okay there number you go number 11 shall i move on yeah, everything's free. Okay. Everything must be free. Do you mean by this that, you know, anything that you can find on the internet, we can have? So this yeah. image will have that, please. Not your your time and your services is free, but can't we just take that image, please? <laughs> I'm sure everybody must have had this. They must have received some images from clients that you know doesn't belong to them. Surely yep. everybody's had it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
I'm, I'm absolutely certain. I've had, I've had, I told you a story yesterday about a, a client who um, put something on a paper-based piece of m- sort of newsletter, an actual paper-based newsletter, and then somebody in the wild spotted it. But the, the photographer actually spotted it and sued them successfully for quite mm. a lot of money. Uh, don't do it. Just don't do it. <laughs> Go to sites like um, Unsplash or Libra Stock, who is an aggregator of all these sites, um, mm. and get CCO or CC0 um, images that you know you're allowed to use, or go somewhere and pay for them, basically. There's no shortcut. Just do the right thing. Yeah. Number 12, uh, will you do this for me cheap? There'll be loads of money in it for you later. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Yeah, have you uh, had it? Well, I've seen it, and I refuse to have it. Um, but it crops up. I've seen it on Facebook quite a lot of times, you know, in web development forums, and somebody mm. comes along and they are – and the thing is, they're earnest usually, right? They really think that they've got this idea and that, well, it's so compelling to me. I've thought about it so much and it's so brilliant and clearly it's going to make loads of money. Why wouldn't somebody just <clears throat> drop everything that they're doing and spend a year building it, regardless of how complicated it is? So I've seen it, but I've never had it. Nah. I, I associate this actually with a bit of the wheeling and dealing, though, to get a better deal now, you know, on the promise mm-hmm. of some extra jobs later, which, uh, is, I mean, it's an easy one to deal with, I think, really, because you just say, you know what, that, that's absolutely fine. We'll do the job at the full price. And it's, as there's lots of work, I'll definitely discount you next time. So you just reverse it. You know, you still yeah. offer them the, the cheap deal, but it's after the first job. Yeah. OK. That, yeah. Good advice. Or just refuse to work for free. Um, <laughs> right. That, what was that one? Was That was number 11. Right. So number 12. Do this job cheap. Oh, you, no, we've we just done number 12. We've done 12. Yeah, we're on to the last okay. one. 13. The one, well, maybe you can decipher this one. The one who started a <laughs> DIY project and wants you to save them. Oh, my Lord. No, never had. But I'm, I'm expecting that you have uh yeah sort of in fact i put myself up for that kind of stuff but it ends up being a rebuild in the end so i do look at you know wordpress sites that are that are falling apart but definitely the ones we had a couple of people didn't we who talked to us um and mentioned their stories in their early days of uh, one of them anyway who oh yes uh, (laughs) he's a great (laughs) yes a guy who's in his local area they were building a brochure type website for their local area so a sort of visitor's guide to the area and they'd started it they got a theme forest theme which they'd already put in and it'd been up for some time so he came in later trying to configure this theme and he thought yeah he can do it and all went kind of well i think and then he left it and then he got notified that it was sending people off to see pornography or x-rated stuff (laughs) (laughs) so being being new you know he's uh blood ran cold as i've been in that kind of situation before but anyway as it, as it turned out they just didn't mention that they had previously been hacked <laughs> so he was in there working oh. on a site that was already already uh, doing this to people yeah so not their fault but what a nightmare at the time because if you are a noob at this kind of stuff um, and i mean it can happen overnight it can and it you know it's usually not your fault it's something to do with an insecure hosting account or something but oh boy it must be horrible that that moment where you realize a site that's under your control is serving up really inappropriate content that's horrible 
And there was a so that was a that was a man called Thomas who gave us that story. Thank mm-hmm. you. And then we've got Bob. And what did Bob say? Oh well, yes. I think this obviously reminded him. I think Thomas's story must have reminded him. So he was working, I think, for sort of political campaigns, and one of those was um, a client who was trying to present a case for clearer legislation on the marketing of flavoured e-cigarettes, so reducing their appeal to minors. So they've done that, and you know, he allowed their clients to be able to upload their YouTube videos where there was all of this kind of information on this, and they were doing that putting in their URLs and all was fine until they started to get bombarded with complaints because what would happen is that YouTube would select the next video that would follow on and what followed on from um, e-flavoured cigarettes was flavoured condoms. (laughs) (laughs) You can't make it up. No. Featuring a a woman licking a condom. So that's how... Ouch! So the I guess the the solution there was to modify the YouTube URL to not serve up lovely you know appropriate content afterwards. Yeah. But still, you know, if your clients are doing it, you know, you are going to take some of that responsibility on. And uh, I think Bob yeah. says now he's got clear instructions for how yeah. to uh, yeah, yeah. For how to get people to you know to implement their videos on YouTube. Uh, sorry, on their website successfully. So there are our 13 clients um, from hell. Now, we've got seven clients from heaven. We've got, we've got different lists here. I'm wondering, um, mm. you know, David, if we should maybe knock it on the head at this point, or do you want to keep going? We could always do these seven um, in a different podcast. Oh, I think so. Think? I think so, because we have gone on for some time. And yeah, yeah we're going to. Well, there's a teaser. There's a teaser for you, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to flip this around another time. We've done our 13 clients from hell and we've got the, the seven clients from heaven. Mm. And so uh, so we'll talk about that, those next time, which kind of renders the, the title of this podcast a bit null and void. <laughs> <laughs> so typically. Typically unprofessional. We've we've t- we've entitled this podcast something which we've actually decided at the very end we're not going to talk. About. <laughs> Great. Uh, well, let's leave it there. We'll do part one and part uh, two. Absolutely. We need a um. We need a. Go on. Sorry. Oh no, I was going to say. Actually, it makes more sense because I said at the beginning we were going to do this kind of crime watch here, and crime watch never gives you the happy stories, does it? It always uh, it, yes. it always signs off with "Don't have nightmares." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's fill you up with scary content. But children, don't have nightmares. It's fine. Um, so we need a phrase which you're really good at coming up with for those people who post it in the Facebook group. I think this is a lovely idea. We get one or two each week who do listen to the very, very end and say the silly phrase. Have you got a silly phrase? Well, uh, actually, don't we just make it don't have nightmares, do sleep well. Nice. Don't have nightmares, do sleep well. That's the phrase uh, <laughs> for the uh, for the for posting in Facebook or wherever you find us. Um, incidentally, the wpbuilds.com website is now alive. We've got a commenting system which is based upon the Facebook um, comments plugin, uh, so that works. So you could put your comments in there if you want to stay away from the Facebook group or whatever. Um, and yeah. You know, please come and check us out. And I know it's typical for people to say this. You know, if you want to share it with people, that would be lovely. We're not going to push that a lot. But if you want to, that's great. Um, and so what have you got lined up for this week, David? Anything fun? Uh, oh, gosh. 
uh, learning management systems I'm looking into and exploring um, further um, WP types tool set. So yep. it's a lot of yeah. So a lot of jobs have got um, all of that kind of functionality in there. So that's going to be most of my week until I start some new jobs. Yeah, I might be in your brains at some point because I think my experience with toolset, I have it. I purchased the lifetime thing, but I, I haven't really used it a lot. So I might be picking your mm. brains because I might have a, a an estate agent website, and it feels like that would be the Ooh. perfect way of possibly yeah. doing it. My Mac died yesterday in a mm. blaze of glory. It just sort of suddenly died. Um, so that's what I'm going to be doing this week, is resurrecting the map. Oh, yay, yay. But never mind. We'll get over it and carry on regardless. Yeah. So this has been episode number three of the WP Builds podcast, recorded on the 2nd of December 2016. Um, yeah, I think we should sign off now and say thanks for listening. Have a nice week, guys. Yeah. Nathan, are you going to lead us out with some cheesy music for this? Yeah, so here's the thing, right? We decided that we wouldn't do cheesy music at the beginning. We'd do cheesy music at the end. So <laughs> if anybody um, doesn't like the cheesy music, you know, switch off now. But we are going to do cheesy music <laughs> every single week. It's going to be a different one. So here it is this week. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, good night. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>